Hi, Anna. Good to have you here. Hi, Hardy. Good to be here. <laughs> so for everyone, uh, for everybody who doesn't know Anna, Anna is an investing expert, venture capitalist, big Bitcoin expert, <laughs> author and networking expert. And yeah, it's so great to have you here. So um, yeah, let's uh, you, you can you can uh, tell people a little bit more about yourself. So um, where should I begin? I'm turning 27 this year and I was born and raised in a small town in the middle of nowhere in Sweden uh, with three older siblings. So when I was 19, I decided that the place where I grew up was too small for me and I moved to Malmö, which is like the third biggest city in Sweden. And I had barely visited Malmö before. I, I had been there like twice, I think, so I knew no one. Uh, but that was kind of the point. So I wanted to uh, have a new start, meeting, meeting new people and see where that would take me. So after a few months in Malmö, I began studying economics at Malmö University. And since I didn't have anyone or anything to rely on, uh, I also took a full-time job on the side as the, the event manager at the university. So I worked there for three years during my time at school. Um, and since <laughs> at the same time I realized that, that I had a full-time job, uh, which also <laughs> got me a full-time paid job, uh, but since I was also stud studying full-time, I had absolutely no time to spend my money, uh, and I started to invest <laughs> them instead. <laughs> uh, so when I finished school, I started a blog about uh, my then swing trading uh, strategy, which came to grow quite big in no time because it, I guess... There wasn't so many young women swing trading and writing about it. So, um, <laughs> so pretty soon I became the ambassador for a female investor network called Feminvest. And then I started another network with the purpose uh, of educating women in finance. And today that one has over 100,000 members and yeah. is the biggest one of its kind in Europe, I think. So that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so two years ago, I moved to Stockholm and I was offered to run Feminvest as my own, which I did for about one and a half years. And since then, I have written two books and just stepped in as the CEO of a VC firm focusing on blockchain. And I just started my own VC firm uh, with Mike, whom you've been uh, interviewing already. So I think uh, that's about that. Uh, so it's been quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> you have such an Sorry. So um, the first topic I want to, to talk with you about is um, your upcoming book. So um, what can we expect of your upcoming book? So this is my second book, but on a completely different subject than my first. When I moved to Malmö seven years ago, I, all I was thinking about was networking and how important it is to surround yourself with people who inspire you to become a better person. So a few years later, I had, with, with these thoughts in mind, built one of the biggest networks of its kind in Europe and decided to write a book about it. And after all, I had, I had came from nothing and built something quite extraordinary. So it's a book about the importance of giving more than taking and how, to, and how competition isn't the best way to success. And most importantly, that you are kind of useless without other people helping you and you helping them. Okay, um, I think it's such an important topic, like you already said, um, without other people get uh, where you want to go. So um, what were like your, your most important insights on the topic of networking? So I think the most important thing about networking is being authentic. If you're not being if you're not being yourself when meeting new people, they will notice and you won't go very far. 
So by being authentic, kind, helpful, and kind of the spider in the web, if you like, you will be of great use of other, uh, of other important people, and they will want to keep you around. So networking is not about surrounding yourself with great people. It's about being a good person and making other great people surrounding you. So you have to turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> so so like your, your, your most important insights on networking is really being authentic, being yourself. Uh, don't try to to imitate another person yeah. and, um, exactly so so what what do you think uh, people are getting wrong about like like networking like um, what are like common mistakes you see and uh, well so the most obvious thing is of course not being authentic <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess, it's I guess because so. we, we believe it's better to fit, uh, fit into some kind of role instead of just being ourselves Uh, but no one will uh, will ever be interested in a copy of somebody else. Uh, another big mistake yeah. is believing you will meet new people without changing your behavior. So I know we will talk a little bit more about being spontaneous in a bit, but uh, of some reason, people believe that even though they meet the same people every day, uh, they have the same friends since high school or even longer, they, they take the same way to work and so on, they still believe that something new will happen anyway. So if you really want something different <laughs> in your life to happen, you need, <laughs> yeah. So if you really want something different in your life to happen, you need to do different things than usual. So that's where spontaneous uh, being spontaneous comes in. So, so yeah. um, what is your take on, on on friendship? Because you you said like people people are always doing the same their entire lives and yeah. uh, getting nowhere. So. Um, <laughs> Are you are you also like a believer in the saying of um, you are your five friends? So uh, yes, uh, yeah, I do, uh, and I believe of course you can have the same friends for an entire life, but make sure that they are the friends that you want to be surrounded by, uh, and not like just hang out with them just because you used to a few years ago. And I, I guess that's. Um, um, I guess many people actually do without even thinking about it. Yes. So, um, so I think like like a lot of people like uh, also have like negative friends. You also um, yeah. comment about this stuff on in, in your upcoming book. Yeah. Uh, so I talk about uh, having uh, good friends, bad friends, and uh, uh, and something in between. Uh, like you know, if if you have uh, a friend that you always know will come with bad feedback. You actually know what to expect. But if you have that one friend that uh, sometimes comes with bad feedback and sometimes comes with good feedback, you don't really know uh, what side they're on. Uh, and that's the worst kind of friendship. <laughs> you actually need to know what to expect from your friends and from your co workers and uh, such like that. So, um, so yeah, I talk about that as well. <laughs> Great advice. Um, so, so. Uh What do you what do you what do you, what do you think are like important char uh, characteristics in 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 the friendship? Like, what are you looking for in friends particular? So, what are the values you you recommend to 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 look for in other people? Trust and integrity. So those are the two biggest and most important things uh, a person could have. I I believe. Uh, and if they don't, if I can't trust you, uh, of course I don't want you in my life. And if you don't have any integrity, 
of, co of course I can, I can trust you. So trust and integrity, I think, uh, is the most important thing. And I believe that many people would actually um, agree with me on that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because like, um, like w without trust, do you really have a friend? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, what are like other topics in your book you are talking about? Like, uh, okay, we've covered already so far um, friendship and being authentic. Um, what are you else talking about in your upcoming book? Uh, so I talk about being spontaneous and perspective. Uh, so we could start with uh, being spontaneous. And I actually have a pretty good yeah, example good. of something that happened to me in September. Uh, so <laughs> okay. I, I decided to be a bit more spontaneous than usual. Uh, so me and Mike had just gotten home from two weeks in Greece where we had been jet boarding with one of the companies that we had invested cool. in. So that was really, really good. Uh, and I was both really tired and I had a deadline for my second book just two weeks later. And I hadn't come as far with my writing during the weeks in Greece as I had hoped for. So when a friend told me he was in New York asking me to go and have dinner with him, I said no at first. Uh, so I, I was actually supposed to go in December uh, to New York for a few meetings, but he asked again. And then he actually reminded me that I always talked about being more spontaneous so I was like, okay, uh, I, I have to live as I learn. So I booked a flight and went the week after. Uh, and I actually managed to rebook some of my meetings that I was supposed to have in December and had them there in September instead. So here comes the fun part. Uh, a friend of mine brought me to another dinner. Uh, so really spontaneous. Uh, not last night, I think, but the one before that. Uh, and there I met two guys and they asked me if I wanted to join them at the Halt Prize Award the day after at the UN. Uh, so we had a night out and the, the next day I had brunch with another amazing person and entrepreneur. Uh, he's um, uh, Abby Vemmo. He founded something called Clean Water for Everyone in Africa. Uh, so uh, What is this? Like a non-profit? Non yeah. So he, oh, uh, okay. he, so he actually, I think they uh, have built like infrastructure for water. Uh, so oh, they cool. made... Um, uh, for like girls schools in Africa so that's really amazing so before so after that I just had to jump into a cab and get to the UN in time and since my name wasn't on the list they sneaked me in <laughs> so, <laughs> so I actually got to use uh, another person's passport which, which is so, so legal disclaimer disclaimer <laughs> yeah so uh, and, I, and I got to use her badge as well with her name so my name was Maria that night um, <laughs> and I got the badge uh, and later the same night and I was so hungover from the night before so I was so tired and I was like okay what am I even doing at the UN headquarters in New York I had no idea so all of a sudden uh, President Bill Clinton <laughs> joined and he held a speech before he exited the stage uh, and then he talked to a few people and then all of a sudden he stood in front of me uh, sure. And since uh, the friend that was badge with her name I was wearing used to work closely with, uh, with the Clintons, Bill took my badge, he held it like this, and he said, uh, you're not Maria, are you? And he just smiled. <laughs> so, uh, I, I had no idea I was going to the UN headquarters when I booked my flight to New York. I was just supposed to have uh, the other dinner um, before that. Uh, so when I spontaneously went to New York, I had no clue that I would meet these people who later brought me to the Hulk Prize. And when I got back to my home,
skills to step outside your comfort zone to make it possible for strange things to happen. And if I wouldn't have gone, I would never have known that I would miss this. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a great story. Um, I'm I'm just thinking about. I've already talked with Mike about this. Like people like always go the same way to the gym, go to yeah. the same place of work, and don't change things up in their life. And they're really missing out on on some really great experience. Like in your story and your example yeah. of you like uh, <laughs> meeting those those important people and having fun. And yeah. um, it's I, I think it's like a, a really 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 important subject. So um, do you have any more insights on being spontaneous do you have any like like rules for being spontaneous like um do like one month uh one time per month uh do x or y or whatever well uh, well not like that because but i usually talk the talk about the living by rhythms instead of routines Ah, okay. uh, so instead of having like these hard working routines that i'm going to the gym four times a week or whatnot um I'm doing, I fall into rhythms because sometimes I would like just to like travel and write on my like third or fourth book or whatever. Uh, and then I, I do that. And that this means that I, I get to be spontaneous all the time. Uh, so I guess that's how I live by my own rules. Uh, instead of like working good routines, I make sure that uh, my routines never look the same. And that will actually bring me to new places. So um, you are not like a big believer in having like hard rules. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like the exact opposite, right? Yeah. So my, Mike is actually a believer in having like these fast rules. So uh, he he's a, he's more of a routine kind of guy, and I like to uh, go by rhythms. So um, what do you exactly mean to to go by rhythms? So like if you feel at um, at 8 p.m. Uh, on, on a Wednesday night, like going out and drinking alcohol, like, <laughs> let, let, let <laughs> sometimes my rhythms tend to take me to uh, like uh, after works with uh, wine uh, but that's fine uh, <laughs> but sometimes like uh, I guess half of the time my rhythm is going to the gym uh, like okay. every day so I, I think it's, it's not uh, like eating cake in the morning. Or... No, 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 of course not. It's more like, okay, now I'm falling into this rhythm where I really like to write. So then I will just okay. let myself write. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. So this summer when I was going to finish my second book, uh, all my inspiration was just gone. And I didn't know what to do. I just opened my, my computer. Yeah, so I just looked at the, a blank page and was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to write. I have no idea. <laughs> and I'm going, and my deadline is in like a month. <laughs> what am I going to do? So instead of like pushing me harder, uh, I just went on buying uh, like paint uh, and um, uh, to like paint, um, what's, what's it called? Um, paintings. Uh, so, uh, and I started to do that instead and I was like, okay, uh, this might help me get my inspiration back. Uh, so instead of pushing me harder uh, into writing something that I didn't have the inspired to write uh, at the time, uh, I let myself fall into another rhythm and uh, just a few days later I could write again. So that's, uh, that's one of the best things about the rhythms. I just fall into, I think into places. 
I, I think this is uh, also like a great point because um, I also know like a lot of writers, they um, if they hit like their writer's block and they don't actually know, okay, what I'm going to write about next, yeah. they go like outside and, and go for a walk yeah. or go, go, do, uh, go to the gym and yeah. um, just don't try to like force themselves to, to really write. I think it's like counterintuitive, but uh, it helps a lot, right? So Yeah, it, 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 and that's the same thing about making new things happen. If you've tried to write for a few days and you can't, don't expect <laughs> the same thing will, uh, will happen uh, the day after. So you need to do something different for something different to happen. So I guess... It's a uh, thing. great, great point. Like uh, yeah. have, having always uh, meeting always the same people and for like uh, new people to come up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. So 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 the other thing uh, that I'm uh, talking about in my book is perspective and the importance of uh, like listening to other people. Uh, so I usually talk about the absolute and the total perspective. Uh, so the so yeah, so the absolute perspective is your own view of the world and that you probably would would call the truth. So all your life experiences until now have formed you to have the the opinions that you have today. So the to and the total perspective is everyone's absolute perspective uh, accumulated. So you have an absolute perspective, and I have an absolute perspective, but we, uh, together, we have a total perspective. So, uh, uh, so one great example is taken up in the book Behave by Robert Sapolsky, and he asks uh, two different people, why did the chicken cross the road? And uh, this he asks after telling them that the chicken, uh, a hen, stood uh, on one side of the road and the rooster on the other side. So the rooster gives a sexually selective uh, gesture that uh, that is hot by chicken standards, and she promptly runs over to mate with him. So I have no idea how this actually works, but let's suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on whom he asked, he got different answers. So the psycho neuro and the chronologist would tell you that the chicken crossed the street because of circulating estrogen levels in the chicken and that worked in a certain part of her brain that may make her responsive to this male signaling. Uh, but if you ask a bioengineer, he or she would tell you that it was because the long bone in the leg of the chicken forms fulcrum of a pelvis or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Along, along, yes, along like a totally path. different perspective, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So both of these answers are correct, uh, but the most accurate one would have been because she wanted to cross the road. So this tells us that even if you get different answers to the same question, it don't, don't have to mean that one of the answers is wrong. And this is extremely important to remember when talking to new people, to really listen to, the, uh, to what they have to say, since their view of the world probably will differ from yours. And that could teach you something that you never thought of earlier. So always be open to what other people have to say. I think, um, I don't know if you read the book uh, by Charlie Munger, Poor Charlie's Almanac, because I know Mike read it. And in the book, uh, Charlie uh, talks about like mental models. And it's so important and crucial to um, like, also explore like other topics you normally wouldn't read about, like biology, uh, yeah. psychology, and, uh, uh, evolutionary biology just to to pick like other mental models and in your case or uh, how you how you talk about like other perspectives to yes. view things to come to different conclusions and to to like um, a, a better version of the truth right yeah. 
So, um, a better version of the truth. I like that. Uh, and I believe that you should always, uh, you can always be certain on one thing. And that's, that is that you will always be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, always meet you people with, uh, with, um, mind that you will learn something from them and that will make you like both a better listener uh, and and you will actually learn a few things or two that you wouldn't have otherwise so your advice like um the one thing is like our other our own perspective and like yeah. the total perspective of the two of us yeah uh, Like, what is your advice? Your advice is to, like, really um, listen to the other people, uh, listen to other people trying to um, trying to get to know their version of stuff so you, yeah. you have, like, a, a better perspective. Yeah, uh, and, and that's uh, imp important as well in investing because uh, if you have a view on a company, you will be sure of that there will be uh, bulls or bears like tesla for example we have like uh, a few a few people thinking uh, that this is the best company ever and then you have me and mike thinking they should go bankrupt <laughs> like really <laughs> soon <laughs> so, so it's really important for us to listen to the bulls uh, to see what they have to say uh, and uh, and that's really hard because uh, you know we have our view of the company so it's it's harder than it uh, than it seems uh, and especially in investing so you really need to uh, to listen to what other people have to say i think it's also like really important because like um we also like all have our own biases and yeah. um, all, all the psychological stuff that um really uh, uh, mixes our opinion about so many subjects And um, it's like really hard to, to be objective and um, yeah. to really get to know the truth, right? Yeah. So, uh, and the funny thing is, uh, one of my favorite things right now is uh, reading about monetary policy and the central banks. <laughs> so, uh, I, I usually write a few blog posts about this. Uh, and a lot of people tell me, Aren't you aren't you afraid of confirmation bias because I, I might be quite critical yeah. <laughs> to central bankers uh, and I and I actually say that well it's not confirmation bias if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I'm also but I'm actually reading a lot of the documents um, uh, posted by the central banks uh, themselves, so uh, I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of confirmation bias because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. So, um, like we, we covered in your book, you're talking about like meeting other people, um, talking to others, listening to others, really get to know their perspective to uh, really get to know the truth or better truth. And um, like being spontaneous and um, go with the wisdom, go with the flow and don't be stuck in a routine doing the yeah. same stuff over and over again. And be authentic. Being authentic. Um, do you have any other advice for people or, or, or anything else they can expect of um, buying your book or reading your book? Um, I think that the most important thing is not trying to fit into some kind of role or trying to put everything into different categories. Uh, things just are. Uh, they don't have to be anything uh, special. They just are and that's okay. Uh, I often hear that I'm... Do you uh, have any example or... Well, uh, for me, uh, for me, example, I, I usually hear from other people that I'm too much uh, because I'm an investor. I paint. 
Uh, I write books. Uh, I do uh, a lot of things, and I like like to criticize central bankers. So people tend to don't really know. You, you don't fit in like in one category, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. okay, she's a writer, or she's okay. Yeah. yeah. So people tell me uh, yeah. you you don't have to be both Chagall and Warren Buffett. Please stop. Just pick one. <laughs> and I say, well, it's, it's not my problem that your view of the world is so small that I can't fit into it. Uh, so I think that's um, that's my biggest advice. Don't care when people think you are too much. Be as much of yourself as you want, and that's fine. And if people around you don't like don't like that, well, then we'll change people. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is such uh, such a great advice because um, I think like a lot of people have their own identity and they really try to live up this identity, even though they they yeah. want to like a totally different thing and they. They want to explore new topics, um, do other ki kind of work and whatever. But they, they have their own self-image and they try to force themselves to like really live up to this kind of image. And yeah. say like, fuck this, I do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I believe that um, the most, um, most of these people will actually turn 50. They will buy a red sports car. And they will sit in the red sports car and say, but what the fuck? I'm not happy now either. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't want to be there. So, uh, I'm doing other Bit things. Life crisis, right? Yeah. Like, so I just get Porsche. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so Mike has been one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, oh man, it's, yeah. it's so great. It's so great. Um, let's switch gears because we, we've talked like the last uh, half hour um, about your upcoming book. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you being a venture capitalist. So what are you exactly doing in your new company and what is like, um, what does your day look like? And yeah. So uh, it all started since me and Mike have a podcast together called Outsiders because we are outsiders in the finance industry in Sweden, uh, <laughs> in which we talk about finance, mostly about central, central banks. <laughs> so the last months, um, uh, we've been talking a lot about starting to invest together since both are private investors and he actually stole a few investings from, uh, investments from me. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, so since we have sponsors and like to invest, uh, we decided to take mo most of our sponsor money and invest in startups together instead. Uh, so building a small private VC firm together. Uh, so I guess my role in SIGCAP, uh, which stands for Cygnus Sigcap. Capital. So Cygnus um, is actually Latin for uh, Svan, which is my last name. So ah, it's, cool. uh, <laughs> it's for me. So um, my role is running the podcast or a newsletter and make sure we have money enough to invest in new startups, meeting new startups. So it's really most of a hobby project, but at least it's a really fun one. So we're thinking about it as starting to build like a small uh, family office together. So I don't have like a usual day. Um, I guess my days uh, really never look the same. Uh, so I usually you go wake with up. the rhythm, like yeah, I go with the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> now it's um, today uh, after this interview. Uh, I mean, Spotify is doing their earnings call for the fourth quarter, so I'm going to listen to that. Um, so, but I'm meeting companies. I'm networking. I'm uh, hosting breakfasts with the entrepreneurs that I'm inspired by every Friday. Uh, and I just meet new people that I 
they think are fascinating in some kind or, or another. I think it's such an interesting topic and I would lo love to hear like, um, did you did you one day like think, oh, it would be great to be a venture capitalist or uh, <laughs> how did you like go about this whole venture capitalist story? I think it's a rhythm thing. No? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when we started the podcast from the beginning a year ago, we didn't think that uh, it would end up in uh, like a VC firm. <laughs> but, okay. um, you, you had yeah. no goal, like no intention. No, but we have we had a lot of fans asking us to start a podcast uh, and all of a sudden I was supposed to start another podcast with another friend uh, and I had a sponsor uh, paying us uh, a lot of money <laughs> and all of a sudden she told me she couldn't do it because she was going to have a baby and she was stressed out uh, and we were supposed to air the first episode like the day after so I was like okay what am I going to do now so I called Mike and I was like okay this is like this is the sign let's do it let's start a podcast together uh, but we need to record it today and air it tomorrow <laughs> so uh, okay and he was like well yeah okay fine uh, so we actually did it just because we had a, a sponsor that wanted to give us money um so um really spontaneous uh and now it's one of the most popular finance podcasts in sweden which is great cool, cool. so that's really, really nice so we had no goal Uh, and then we, uh, like, uh, after the summer, we started to take in more sponsors to the podcast and it, it grew quite quickly. And we decided, okay, well, let, let's, uh, let's, let's do, do something about this because uh, none of us really needs to take out the money in the company. So instead of doing that, we could just invest it together instead. So uh, Mike actually refers to it as free money since it's me <laughs> getting the money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we didn't have a goal. It was just a rhythm, uh, a rhythm thing that uh, tend to be. Uh, I, I see. I see. Um, you live uh, your advice like you have skin in the game because um, it's like also this whole spontaneous thing, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just need to like um, rely on that things will take care of themselves and that um, things uh, bad things happen. I, I could have called the sponsor and said and say, okay, it's not going to be any podcast, here's your money back. Uh, but instead, I fixed the problem by making something other uh, that wasn't planned from, from the beginning, and this became much better. I think also what's, like, really important, because um, uh, some some kind of big entrepreneurs already has been on the podcast, like uh, Neil Patel and Aaron Ages, and, um, like, a lot of people who want to start a business they like really try to overthink like everything and yeah. like plan the whole thing for one year and they never get going and they never start and all those people like trying to go to the gym and reading all day about yeah. like exercising and exercise routines and diet plans and they still eat yeah, chocolate. Do it, right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, something called Vuve, like small steps. Uh, it's from Taoism, which, which is like an Eastern philosophy that are like thousands of years old, one of my hobbies as well. Um, so I, I think that just just do it uh, and just don't think, or don't overthink it. Just do it. Just try and see what so happens. So like you already said, the, the answers will come, right? Like yeah. if you start, you will somehow will try to, or, or you will figure out how the answers will look like, right? Yes, exactly. So it's actually in organizational uh, theory, they call it uh, 
strategy as a process or strategy as a plan. Okay. So I believe that strategy as a process and see like the whole life like that uh, is like a better way than trying to plan everything. Okay, so um, let's go back a bit um, to to Sidecap and about this whole venture capitalist thing. So, um, like, what are you looking for in the startup? Because, like, I think it's like um, a really, really like uh, hot topic, uh, a yeah. trend topic. A lot of people want to do the startup. They see like the Airbnbs, they say they see the Ubers and like the Twitters and and all this billion dollar valuation and go big or go home kind of yeah. stuff businesses and and like like what are you looking for in a startup do you have like okay like just you go through and say okay this is important and this is important or do you uh, go by, by your feelings or uh well uh, i think that me and mike are a good team there because both of us uh, we're looking for like great Uh, growth potential of course uh, that's what you do when you invest in startups uh, so mostly we look at tech in some kind yes. uh, not just fintech because I think that's kind of crowded right now okay. uh, but we've uh, invested in this uh, yet board company called eSurf and that's actually uh, someone that I met when I lived in Malmö so we were neighbors and I always said that when I start to invest in startups I would like to invest in him because he's one of like the greatest entrepreneurs that I've ever met um, so uh, when he started the, the Yetsurf company he called me and I had just uh, organized like uh, a junior uh, world cup in uh, windsurfing in Malmö I have never been on a windsurfing board in my entire life <laughs> But I organized this event with a friend who asked me and he was like, hey, you want to start a, like, a surf competition with me in three months? And I was like, yeah, why not? It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like fun. <laughs> Uh, so uh, my friend had heard that I and that I was involved in like this surfing community and, uh, and an investor as well. So he, uh, he asked me if I wanted to invest and I had just met Mike at the time. Uh, and I told Mike where well, I think we had been dating for like three months. So I told Mike, I called him and he was, I was like, okay, I found these startups and I'm, I'm going to invest in it. Uh, and it's, uh, it boards with the jet engine on it. Oh. And, uh, and he was like, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, is, this really, is this really a market for this you're gonna lose all your money um and uh, and after like a few weeks he just wanted to look at the prospect when we were going to uh, at the at the pitch deck we were going to istanbul i think at the time so we were on the plane and he was like do you have the pitch deck with you so he just wanted to like uh, laugh at me some more uh and he looked uh, at the pitch deck and he was like turned white And then he looked at me and he said, I want him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I introduced him to Alex, the founder, and they just fell in love. So <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike got the whole investment for himself. So, um, but now we, we actually bought some of, um, some of the stocks from him to our new company. So that's really nice. Uh, so we look at, um, I'm, I'm very focused on the team. Uh, and the person behind the company and Mike focuses more on the numbers of course I'm interested in, in the numbers as well but that's like um, what he's best at uh, best at it. Uh, while I'm more interested in okay what kind of, what kind of experience do they have um, what kind uh, of track record and... yeah 
Yeah, so I'm more of a people person and he's more of a numbers person. Uh, so we are really compatible um, in that way. Also, like, like, like your main job in, in Psycap or in your venture capitalist firm is like mainly like um, getting to really know the team, really yeah. know their values, really know their track record and their capabilities. Are they like, do they have the potential to, to really scale their business? And yeah, because Mike could, could sometimes look at numbers and be like, okay, this looks amazing. And I'm like, okay, uh, based on what? <laughs> So, uh, so I think that um, he actually invested in the company, but I said, okay, I think this is a really bad idea, and they actually went back up uh, like a year after. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I based that only by the team. So uh, I think that um, I'm well. My main job is to, as you said, uh, like get to know the teams, uh, see, of course, uh, how we could help them. How is our network uh, going to help them, and, uh, and the other way around. So uh, networking and uh, like looking at the teams. I think you have like a great synergy like together, like. Yeah, exactly. So um, like you already said, you don't really look to invest like only in, in FinTech, but you're like mainly uh, trying to invest like in tech companies. Yeah. Um, like for, for startups, maybe you have some kind of advice for, for our listeners who are looking to get like a uh, venture capitalist to, to give them investments and so on and so forth. Like, um, what do you think is important for a startup who is looking to get funded? Uh, I think the most important thing here is uh, having built a great team. The team is everything. I don't, of course, the idea has to be good, uh, but <laughs> I, I think there are like 500 companies based on one idea so uh, everything comes down to how well will you execute the idea so just tell me how to execute the idea uh, and i will look into that uh, rather than um, uh, than the idea itself so uh, being um, being a good executor uh, is the most important thing i think I, I think this is such a such um, such great advice because uh, a lot of founders like say oh uh, like e-commerce doesn't work or Shopify doesn't work or something yeah. doesn't work but like if you take another founder like another company owner who does like X amount of money with the same idea while the mm. other people is going broke yeah um, it's like the, the execution is like really, really important. And um, the idea is just only, I think, like the amplifier of the execution. Like yes. if you have a terrible idea, but brilliant execution, you will still make money. But yes. if you have like a brilliant idea and your execution sucks, well. Uh, yeah, it, it, it won't matter. So everything comes down to execution. Yeah. Okay. So um, um, like... Did you see any particular mistakes people did while they tried to get like uh, like like vent, uh, VC money from you? Like, like well, so, so we just themselves or like they did a terrible presentation or did you see like any particular mistakes uh, startups did by while trying to pitch the idea to to your company? Well, actually, uh, just the other day, I was talking to a company that wanted to raise money and they wanted to take in like uh, 2 million uh, euros. Okay. And, I, and I said, okay, uh, so uh, how many percent of the company are you selling? So how much uh, am I buying for, yeah. the, for, for this? And they were like, 
we don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I would like to know how you, how you value your own company. And if you can't even answer to that, uh, I don't think that I want to invest. So uh, I think they, they were like, okay, we need this amount of money, but we have no idea how to value uh, our company. Uh, so that's uh, that was like a huge mistake. <laughs> Okay, so so like like really being prepared, right, for the yeah. <laughs> basic stuff. Uh, yeah, like really, but okay, at at, at what valuation? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but okay, well maybe you should Choose go again. back get, go back to to the office and like think about that because I wouldn't like to know if I'm buying one percent of the company, half of the company. Yeah. So um, maybe they could have said, okay, it's uh, somewhere between two and ten percent or something like that. Uh, okay. But uh, that's but, kind of kind but, of. Yeah, yeah, I understand. The answer was like horrible, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I really like the team and I really like the products. So I'm going to meet with them again. <laughs> so I'm giving them another chance. But I told them, okay, this is uh, this is not good enough. Uh, but one of my roles in especially uh, the other VC firm that I, um, we're going to talk about uh, soon, uh, where I just stepped in as the CEO, is coaching uh, our startups. So okay. we actually invest in a really early, early stage. And now one of our companies uh, are raising more money and I'm helping them. Uh, like uh, how, how will they... Um, um, how, how can they pitch the idea? How much money do they need, and why, and such like that? So um, I think that's maybe my my main thing as well. Okay, and um, like what like other things do you see? Uh, particular mistakes people do uh, while trying to get funded, but but because I think like um, you have like the experience, so like people could maybe like avoid doing those mistakes. <laughs> Um, well, I think the, mo the most important thing is being prepared uh, in, in, yeah. every, in every way and actually being prepared in have, uh, so that they know who I am as well. I know uh, Google is amazing. You can like type in anything and get the answer. <laughs> so if, if they want to pitch me something and I realize, okay, they don't even know who I am, uh, I'm, I'm losing my interest because yeah, if, sure. if so, so being prepared both um, on uh, their own pitch and who they invest, uh, who they pitch for, is really important. Okay, so, so like, like, like it's like, in like most things, like the fundamentals, the basic are like the the most important thing. It's yeah. not about the tiny details, but no. really being prepared, like really, really knowing who who they are talking to, yeah. really getting to know you and know this stuff inside out and and don't um like yeah. be, okay and and you're saying something uh, important that knowing their stuff inside and out and if i'm saying if i'm asking a question and they can't answer i would <laughs> i would like i would like them to say we don't know but okay. we can look uh, we can look it up because uh, there's nothing more uh there's, there's nothing worse than like bullshitting a bullshitter so <laughs> I, I will I will see immediately if you are it's talking something. about things you don't know so uh, that's really important it's better it, it actually gives uh, more trust if uh, someone tells me okay I'm not sure I can look at, look that up that's that's better because then I know I can trust the person always to be honest with me instead of if they give me some kind of bad answer and uh, letting me know they have no idea what, what they are talking about 
and that's like a, such a such a uh, such a great advice because I think like also if you talk with other people like uh, it also happens a lot like you talk to other people and you try to explain something to yeah. them and they say like yeah yeah sure 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 why <laughs> okay and and, and 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 like after 10 minutes or so you yeah. ask them like basic question about the the whole thing you you were talking about like the past 10 minutes and they say like uh i have no clue yeah exactly you know so what whatever. i mean so yeah i know exactly <laughs> what you mean so it's it's much better to say okay i i really don't understand right now so could you please explain that to me yeah uh, or or just say well i actually don't know but i i will look it up or what do you think ask me for my advice uh, so that's better um it's it's really important to Uh, well, to be honest and uh, trustworthy. And I think it's um, like the, the, the problem with this whole thing is like people really trying to look like being uh, uh, or, or knowing everything and stuff like this. Because yeah. I think um, I always I always ask, okay, why is this? Or I, I don't understand it. Please explain it to me. Yeah. Some people think like I'm like 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 uh, I don't know anything, right? <laughs> Because when somebody's talking about politics, I have no clue about politics, like zero. Like I always say why and what and 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 I think it's so important and it's like a, a also a signal for very intelligent person when I hear like interviews of uh, like really important CEOs and they get asked like a really uh, basic question and they mm -hmm. say like I have no clue, I don't know. It's not my expertise. And I instantly exactly. know, I instantly know this person is like really intelligent and, and trustworthy and trustworthy yeah. because they don't pretend to know like everything like exactly. everybody else does. Right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, totally. Absolutely. And um, let's let, let's talk about uh, like Bitcoin, because I also <laughs> like, like you're a Bitcoin expert. Like. <laughs> So, um, what is your take? What is your take on uh, Bitcoin? Like, so, where do you see the future of Bitcoin? Um, that that's like the paper money thing goes away and everything. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would definitely not call myself an expert on Bitcoin. Uh, however, I as yeah, I honesty thing, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just stepped in as the CEO of a VC firm focusing on blockchain. So Christian, the owner of the VC firm, started the first Bitcoin company in Europe back in 2011. And he made uh, an exit last year. So he's really the expert in Bitcoin uh, in our team uh, and blockchain as well. But he wanted a CEO that could validate the business models of the companies that we are investing in uh, while he can focus on the technique. So I wouldn't say uh, I'm an expert in Bitcoin uh, or blockchain, but but I do, however, really understand it, and I uh, actually do invest in uh, Bitcoin. Just uh, yes. better understanding, like most yeah. people, I would say. Yeah, of course. So, but I bring my investor perspective when looking at these uh, companies because he he could sometimes look at the company and be like, okay, this is the best technique or best tech or best idea, and I could say, Christian. They are. Uh, they don't even have any idea about how to make money in the future. We can't invest in a company that they don't even know how to make money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are a good team there as well. Uh, so, um, uh, so I'm bringing my investor perspective to the VC firm, and Christian can focus on the underlying tech of the companies. So we are looking at uh, both. Um, um, both like um, NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens. 
and uh, that can be used in like game uh, in games. So if you have uh, one right. NFT um, in one game, you can actually move it uh, to another game that uh, supports NFT as well. So uh, if you look at this, uh, do you remember there was a game called like uh, Real World or something? Oh uh, yeah, oh, I yeah. know. Very so you, you could uh, kind of mix that uh, if it was supporting uh, NFT. You could mix that with like um, a racing game when you could bring the car to the real world if, uh, if it's uh, built on NFTs. So we're looking at that uh, and we believe that this is the future in the gaming industry. Uh, and we are also looking at uh, like traditionally problem solving blockchain companies like uh, how, how to um, optimize transportation or food tech and such like that. So I'm looking at the revenue streams. So that's uh, what I'm interested in. And um, Christian is looking at uh, uh, the tech. Okay. Um, like, I think like Bitcoin is like a really interesting topic, but yeah. um, I've read like a, a book recommendation of Mike, actually. It was like a, a book of like the Princeton University about blockchain yeah. and Bitcoin. I've yeah. read the whole book. But after it, I still had no clue about Bob. Bitcoin. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, uh, did you get your like Bitcoin expertise? Because I think like it's a really, really, really um, like fascinating topic, but it's still like super complicated. I think. Yeah, well, it, it well it is super complicated. And when I look in one uh, in my investor networks, for example, I see many people have no idea what I, what they are doing, it's, investing like uh, at the wrong time and such like that so it is really hard uh, and I would never ever call me uh, an expert on bitcoin or blockchain uh, however I'm uh, I'm good at validating business models so that's why okay. I do so um, I think that the most important thing is just to read like you did with that book uh, I'm I'm reading a lot uh, and I actually uh, you also read that book uh, not that one but I'm uh, I, I've read a few others and I actually listened to uh, uh, to something called Blinkist every morning so Blinkist ah, is like yeah. an app that's yeah, like right. summer uh, books. So I listen to a few books every day, and I then I choose to uh, which which of them I'm actually going to read. Uh, so I think that's um, I think that uh, the best advice I, I could give you is doing maybe the same thing I did when I started to invest. I had no idea. I had like never heard about finance when I started to invest. But I had, <laughs> but I but I met a friend who who was uh, working as a stockbroker and. Uh, I also wanted to invest and actually once asked him right when we met and I was like, okay, uh, the Ebola crisis, uh, wouldn't that like affect the price on the cocoa? And he was like, I don't look at commodities, I look at the stock prices. And I was like, what? <laughs> are, they, are they different asset classes? I had no idea. So okay. I, just, I just started to read <laughs> everything. Beginner and, um, yeah. So, okay. yeah, so I just started to read everything uh, I actually studied like words uh, in finance uh, to, to learn them and I and I listened to podcasts and I couldn't uh, I didn't understand the word but I just uh, wrote everything down I googled on it uh, and I learned after a while so I think the best thing to do is just to like get out there and read everything that you can like get your hands on and don't don't care so much if you don't understand it today because it's um, uh, it's uh, a step closer to understanding it tomorrow so so that's my best advice it's it, um, it's really hard but I, you will I get think better. I, I think also like 
the more you learn about like Bitcoin and blockchain, the more you um, the more you realize how much you don't really know about it. Because yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. when when deeper into the topic, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. it's really hard so yeah and and it's the same about investing you know there's nothing more nothing more makes me angrier than hearing like experts within finance telling like private investors like mom and pop investors that it's easy to invest your money in stocks and i'm like are you crazy <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> so, uh, like um it's better to like just understand okay this is really hard and just trying to wrap your head around it and find like uh, kind of also great advice from you because um i've also talked with with mike about the same topic and like people listen way too much and value way too much the opinion of their stockbroker or the news or yeah. some guy on the tv saying uh, this is uh, how, how you should invest your money without really thinking um, about the whole topic uh, from yeah. perspective and really yeah. trying um, to make up their own opinion. Yes. Trying to take the shortcuts like of other people and uh, he says yeah. okay, do this and... Yeah, and they and they hear like really strange things. Just things that okay, listen to uh, analysts or what they are paid for from the companies to like analyze the companies. So of course, you can't listen to the analysts. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so my so it's uh, it's really better to just wrap around you, wrap your head around the. I wrap around your head about it and say that okay, it's really really hard. Uh, but uh, the more you read, the more you, you the more you will learn and understand. Okay, so um, let 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 let's go back a little bit about this whole blockchain, Bitcoin investing thing. So, um, like, what do you see are like common mistakes people do when they try to invest invest in like Bitcoin, like? Maybe like uh, don't really knowing the topic, I think would be like one common mistake. <laughs> um, well, uh, the most uh, the, the most common uh, mistake is definitely going in too late in the cycle. And then, so, yeah, uh, so people first hear about Bitcoin, they think, they think it's a scam. And then the price starts to raise and other people are making money and like regular people are buying Bitcoin at the top. And then they get really, really scared when the price falls and they sell at the bottom. And then they say, okay, Bitcoin was like a scam because that's what they feel because they lost a lot of money. So I believe that people, uh, the, the, the most common mistake is investing in Bitcoin without really understanding what it is and the risk uh, that it actually uh, has. So um, if, if our listeners are looking to invest in Bitcoin, your advice would also be like really have a good understanding of the market yeah. and, and how all the pricing structure works, right? Yeah, and just buy a little bit. Just not not much, like one or two. Don't percent. sell your house. No, don't sell your house. <laughs> just, just like one or two percent of your portfolio is enough. Because if it's going to uh, if it's going to like go to the sky, uh, that will definitely be enough. Uh, and if you lose uh, all of your money uh, that you put in Bitcoin, one uh, or two percent won't matter. So that's the best thing. Uh, just a small amount. Okay, just a small amount. I, I also know like you have an investment strategy called SIGCAP. So maybe you explain this a little bit for our yeah. listeners. 
Yeah, so uh, Cygnus is about as far from blockchain as it gets. <laughs> so it started uh, about uh, two and a half years ago when I was looking for other asset classes that were contracyclical to stocks. I then believed, and still today, that we are heading towards uh, a recession and the great bear market in stocks. Ah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I just read it from my tablet. Ah, it was like uh, about the investment firm, not the blockchain firm. But, but yeah. uh, let's yeah. talk about that's yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I just wanted to hedge my portfolio with uh, with something uh, different, like than interest rates. So, uh, since gold is what I and many other investors as well uh, would call an insurance rather than something I would like to speculate in, I wanted to always have a small part of my portfolio in gold. So, when looking at commodities, uh, I for some reason decided to look at only soft commodities. Uh, no one else does this. Apparently, so uh, I guess that's um, that's that was new. So I looked at like coffee, cocoa, sugar, wheat, corn, soybeans, etc., and I found that they tend to be really, really cheap when stocks are not, and the other way around. So I I first thought that someone else must have seen this pattern before, and so I started to look at the funds that allocated between stocks and softs, but I couldn't find any. So I did what was kind of typical me and decided to build my own model. Uh, so uh, that was two and a half years ago and I was like okay where do I start I don't have no idea uh, how to like build my own model in like <laughs> allocating between different asset classes so today we are three people working with Cygnus uh, and it's really amazing that what once uh, was just an idea that had been uh, now have been extrapolated to a strategy that actually seemed to work really, really well. So the main part of the portfolio is still in equity, but we hedge with softs when stocks get overvalued, like now. So the plan is to start a hedge fund. Um, so we are working on that right now. So it's uh, so that's Cygnus. So it's stocks, it's soft commodities, and it's gold. Okay, so so Cygnus has like nothing to do. It's okay. Yeah. So it's it's a completely different uh, model. Yeah. But 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 you have to tell our listeners like one thing, like one thing, like how do you manage to do like all those stuff? Like <laughs> like, like even I have to admit that like doing a podcast and 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 like working yeah. in like two or three companies and it's like crazy I think blogging and yeah, writing books so and much shirts. things and yeah. painting and still going to the gym <laughs> like I think by now our listeners want to hear like your, your time management secrets like <laughs> well, uh, I don't have a tv uh, and, and Mike actually like to work as much as I do so we either talk about work, like uh, the VC company, or we work, like uh, doing our podcast, or we are out walking with our dogs, talking about uh, how to like optimize uh, our portfolio strategy. Uh, but I think that um, I just do everything that I like to do, uh, and now I get to uh, make, make a living out of it. So I don't really think that I'm overworked or... That, is, uh, that I need to plan my time or so of course I'm working like a lot uh, but it's but it's uh, only in things that I really really like so um, the best thing that I did was uh, quitting my main job uh, this summer so six months ago uh, because then I really got time to only build my own things and doing my own projects that I was really liking uh, loving to do so I don't have any secrets 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just milking. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the most important thing is just to find what you love and do more of that. And that will work out like really, really great. So um, I think this this whole episode has been so great. Like uh, you gave like a ton of advice about like networking and um, being authentic, being spontaneous and um, like about this whole investing thing, venture capitalists for startups who are looking to get funded to like trying to get like um, trying to get like VC money and stuff mm. like that. So um, let, let's talk a little bit about um, yourself being a blogger, being a podcaster. So um, what have you learned so far, um, like uh, why doing podcasts and, and doing a lot of blogging and stuff like that? Like what, what were your most important insights for well, those topics? Well, the most important thing is uh, I've learned is also being authentic. Uh, I think that my blog differs a lot from other in investors' blogs in Sweden because I Uh, I actually like to uh, look at like old truths and say, okay, this is wrong because of this and that. Uh, and I also write about, uh, okay, let's uh, take an example. I, I really like to write about central banks and monetary policy. So I can write about the QE and then say, okay, okay, this sounds good, right? <laughs> Hold my beer, I write. And then, then I explain why it's not good. So uh, I think that um, being authentic in and writing in like uh, kind of a fun way that makes it uh, easier for like uh, other people to read it and uh, actually making uh, the subjects that, that are um, otherwise pretty boring, making them more interesting. So being authentic and talking and writing about things that I'm really interested in, instead of uh, choosing topics uh, topics that other people want to read about, because they don't want to read about me talking about something that, that I'm not really interested in, because that, that will not be interesting. So um, the most important thing here is, uh, of course, again, being authentic. So, um, like, uh, when you do your blogging stuff and, and writing content and publishing articles, like, I think you, you also don't have a schedule, right? No. It's a rhythm thing. Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> for example, um, one of uh, the banks in Sweden, uh, because of MIFID, too, um, we... we we will not be able to invest in a special gold. ETF, in a special gold ETF. So, uh, and they said, okay, but this is, um, this is a good alternative. And they like uh, made uh, some campaign for like certificates. And I was like, I was so mad. So I, um, I wrote uh, <laughs> a blog post about uh, why, it's, uh, why it matters, how you invest in gold. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, it's a, it's a rhythm thing, <laughs> so I don't have a schedule at all. <laughs> so, so um, for everybody who also like, uh, because I think it's especially today, a lot of people want to start a blog because it's like, um, <clears throat> I know like you are, I, I think you wouldn't uh, call yourself like an influencer, but I think like a lot of young people in, in the age of like, uh, like in the early 20s, mid 20s, a lot of people yeah. are like really trying um, to get following and, and, and yeah. start blogging so your like best advice for those people who, who want to build an audience who want to build and following would yeah. be to to really write about something they're passionate about and they're yeah. really find interesting right yeah and uh, and most of all be prepared to do it for free for for at least two years 
to uh, often tell me, I, I would also like to make money out of blogging. And I was like, okay, do you really think that I made money from the first day? So it's a... <laughs> like the first yeah, million and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually made money from the first episode. So... <laughs> yeah, really, sure. Yeah, so... Uh, um, um, but, uh, but blogging is uh, be prepared to do it for free and then you will only do it because you like it and then you will make money uh, if you're a good blogger, of course. So be prepared to do it for free because it, it, is, it is really hard work, of course. Uh, but if you're not prepared to do it for free, then you should do something else like take an eight to five job. Or I think it's also um, a great point because uh, when you just do it for the money, you will quit when the money won't yeah. come. Exactly. I think, right? Yeah. So, and like um, for the right reasons, like it's your passion and you like to, or you love to write about like central banks or, or gold or investing and all those kind of things, it will come just naturally to you. And, and it, 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 I think it will be way easier if you would uh, only do it for the money. Because yeah. like you, you also want to share with the whole world, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And that's quite an easy way if, if you... If you would get no zero money, I, I think you would still write on your blog, right? Of course, of course. So, and and sponsors actually see this because they look at my blog and they're like, okay, she's honest and like different, uh, so and authentic. We want to, uh, we want her to be an, be the ambassador of our products. Uh, so it's really important to know that you can't be a blogger if you don't really like to write. So you really have to like what you do uh, to make a lot of money. Okay, so um, and 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 you said was like people should like really take a long view and don't try to rush things. People yeah. won't come. They won't get like uh, one million blog comments if they no. uh, <laughs> no. start their blog right away. No. So um, your your advice is also like really taking the long view, playing the long game, and um, it, it it is at least a two year thing, right? Yes, two, two. definitely, yeah. To build up a great following, uh, so that's important. Okay, and and what is your take on like podcasting? Because like you said, like on the on your first episode, you already had a sponsor. So yeah, <laughs> totally different, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, I guess that's uh, that had uh, something to do with me having this network with over a hundred thousand um, uh, followers. So we had great. Always had the networking uh, networking effect going for you. Yeah, and I had worked with that for two years, so uh, so I wouldn't have been able to uh, to, uh, to be paid uh, at the podcast from the beginning if I wouldn't have been working with that for two years. So. that we started the podcast because we had money so <laughs> but that's only the hard truth so okay so um what were your, your most important insights while while podcasting also like being authentic being consistent um anything else um no uh, just having fun we are just laughing a lot in our podcast so we talk about central banks and then we laugh like a lot. So and people think people say, okay, listening to you guys talking about monetary policy is feel good. <laughs> so uh, you don't have to be so serious. Why so serious? Uh, just have fun while doing it. I think this is so good advice because um, like a lot of podcasts, they they talk about like really boring topics. Yeah. Like and and and, and, they, and it they, sounds have, like they are bored. By yeah. The yeah. Well. And, and they have this tone of voice like, "Hello guys, 
Uh, <laughs> like you know, like <laughs> and, and and nobody li wants to listen to this and um, spicing things up, uh, do, having fun, and um, like any advice you would have for like getting sponsors, like um, give them. Um... Well, reach out to companies that you really think will match the product that you have. So don't, uh, if you're doing a podcast like us, we're doing a podcast within finance. Of course, we will not like uh, taking sponsorships from uh, like a retail company, because why would we? Because that's not our, our audience. But instead, we are working with banks. So, um, and we're saying, okay, uh, you have this kind of product that you're offering your customers, and we have this kind of following, and they will match because of this and that. So the most, most important thing when reaching out to sponsors is uh, knowing what you can offer them. Uh, and um, and how you will be a good match. So don't like uh, make sure you have a plan. So like really trying to create like a win-win situation yeah. for 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 both like your audience or your podcast yeah. and for the sponsor. Yeah. And really trying to to show them and explain. Hey, here are the numbers. Here are the listeners. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So um, I think that the last topic um, I want to, to talk with you about would be like habits, because I think you have so good habits. Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> doing all those kind of things and, 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 and still uh, doing go, going to the gym, doing sports, writing, painting, all those stuff. What were your advice uh, or what would be your advice for people who are like having bad habits? And um, trying to change their habits, trying to be more like you. And <laughs> <laughs> trying to be more like me. So I have, I have one. If and um, yeah, try trying to fix their bad habits. Yeah, well, I have actually one important rule when it comes to going to the gym, uh, right. because of course many days I really don't feel like it, and I just try to find every explanation I can to like <laughs> don't have to don't to not having to go. Uh, but every time I feel I really don't want to go to the gym, I have to go immediately. Immediately? Uh, okay. Yes. So yeah. I can't go to the night. So I have to go immediately. So I can, like, uh, one morning think, okay, I really don't feel like going to the gym today. But okay, Anna, let's go now. Uh, so that's uh, because then it's, uh, then I, uh, then it's done in a few hours. Um, so that's... Um, That's the best thing. If you really don't feel like going to the gym, you have to go immediately. Uh, when it comes to, to like bad eating habits, yeah. uh, I'm uh, I've been really addicted to sugar before. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so I ate uh, a lot of candy. And, uh, yeah, chocolate and candy. So, um, so Mike, um, Mike have actually been teasing me a lot for the, for that. So. Um, I just decided to stop. Uh, and that's, of course, it was bad. I, of course, I wanted to, to eat candy, but it just took a few days and then uh, then I was fine. So, and, and also, don't be so hard on yourself. If you fail one day, if you actually don't go to the gym or if you eat candy, um, anyway, just uh, think of that being like, okay, that's fine. I'll do better tomorrow. It's fine. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's fine. It's okay. Everything will work out. So, um, like one 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 piece of advice would be like really trying to um, if you have excuses, if you don't want to do like uh, if you don't want to work or you don't want yeah. to go to the gym and you don't want to exercise, like just go immediately, yeah. right? Yeah, 
Yeah. This would be like your best advice. Like, yeah. stop complaining, stop uh, all the excuses. So, and, and you will have it over with uh, in no time. And you will be so grateful uh, afterwards. So I think I think uh, like Mike also have like this mantra like just one right like yeah. just, just go just just pick up your shoes and yeah. just go one step right yeah you can tell yourself I'm just going to the gym and then I'm going home I'm not going to do anything and then you get to the gym and you're like okay I'm just gonna do I'm just gonna run one mile and then you run one mile and then you okay I'm just gonna lift one weight and then you've done that and then okay I'm already here so I'm gonna lift another one so just tell yourself fool yourself lie to yourself to say I'm just going to the gym take a walk to the gym and then head back home um, and then you will be there and you will be okay what the heck I can work out so uh, well yeah But, but I think like uh, doing this uh, immediately thing is like also great advice. Yeah. So for people like stop, uh, stop uh, doing, having excuses and so on. And yeah. uh, your last piece of advice would be for people who, who uh, currently have bad habits, who like have like bad eating habits or yeah. eating too much sugar or like uh, doing, um, uh, doing not enough exercise, like, like mm. um, what, what advice would you like give them? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. So, okay. uh, so like, put a goal, uh, a realistic goal, like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to eat sugar once a week. Uh, if you say I'm never, ever going to eat sugar again, at least I, <laughs> I will then buy a lot of candy and, like, stress eat it for the entire night, and then I <laughs> will feel so much regret afterwards. So say is that, okay, I'm not going to eat candy today, but I will tomorrow. So take one day at a time, and if you fail, that's fine. You can start tomorrow again. Okay, Anna, um, it has been so great to have you here on the podcast. I think uh, the value has been insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> network, all our listeners are now networking pros and investing pros and, and Bitcoin pros. <laughs> so, um, like, the, like, the last two questions I would lo uh, love mm. to ask you would be, um, what did excite you the most? in the past two years and and this is now like a question a lot of people like really answer like personally like it, mm. it could be about your house it could be about like relationships like love happiness uh sports whatever business yeah uh, what, so, what, what did excite you the most the past so two years i've been traveling a lot uh, and one of my biggest dreams has always been to create some kind of lifestyle and work style that uh, makes makes it possible for me to travel uh, but the two last years have been like really overwhelming in so many ways I met many of my now closest friends uh, and for the first time in my life I actually feel at home in both myself and my relationships and also writing two books has also meant that I've fulfilled one of my dreams of become, becoming an author uh, I've said since I was like six years old that I wanted to become an author, so it feels great as well. Uh, another big step has been quitting my former job to focus on Cygnus, Cap, and now the role as the CEO of the VC firm uh, focusing on blockchain. So these two last years has really been all about me focusing on me. So I'm really grateful for where I am today and that all hard work actually paid off. Okay, so um, like like. Uh, you really found the importance of travel and, and, traveling, yeah. and traveling the whole world, right? Tra traveling gives me new perspective and meeting new people uh, gives me even more perspective. So I think that perspective is the most important thing in life. 
so traveling and meeting new people uh, gives me that. So now, now I've created a lifestyle where I can make that happen like every time, uh, like at least every month. So that's amazing. So, um, like your advice would also be to our listeners to to really uh, get out of the routine, uh, start yeah. exploring the world, start traveling to wherever you want to. Re read another book that you wouldn't have, uh, like on a on a totally different subject, uh, because that will like teach you something new, and that might Great even advice. and that's uh, that's how I fell in love with central banking, <laughs> if you will call it that. Uh, I just decided to read a book about it uh, and I just thought it was hilarious and I read like six other ones after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Any particular like, traveling, uh, travel recommendations you would have for our listeners? Like wh what places um, did you like best? New York is my right. all-time favorite city. Uh, so I was there like three times in a year and now we, me and Mike are actually planning on living there for a few months uh, late this cool. year. So that's my, uh, that's like my, that's the place where I feel most at home, actually. Really? Like, yeah. uh, you, you like it more than Sweden? Yes. <laughs> I think uh, people are more open there and, uh, than they are here. Okay, so everybody who's listening. Go to New York. <laughs> I see, right? <laughs> and last question. Um, It's like a bit cheesy because we, we you are also like so young. But um, what what would uh, you tell your 20 year old self? Well, I don't have uh, any particular advice, but I but I would really love to see the look of my like 20 year old face when telling me that I would like just a few years later love to talk about central banks and monetary policy <laughs> in like serious finance TV shows. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. <laughs> At least not me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 anything uh, particular you would tell your 20 year old self like um maybe you, you had some bad habits or did bad well i think i i think that i will um tell myself that keep on trusting my gut feeling because uh, because that will be right in the end okay and everything will work out <laughs> it has been so great to have you here you. um so where can people connect with you where can they find you on the social webs and yeah so uh both on twitter and there it's um at anna anna swan uh with hn on the end and uh instagram uh, it's at anna swan uh, anna swan se so uh, maybe I can send you the links <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so, uh, that's the uh, easiest way Make sure to, to read your blog, uh, Anna's blog, or, or ch uh, follow follow her on Instagram. It has been so great to have you here. Thank you very much, and talk to you soon, right? Thank you so much. <laughs>